I love that we serve a God that never stops working. Uh, even when we don't feel it, he's working. Been, that's been one of my worship songs um, for the, really for the, for the month of August. And as I'm, I'm meditating and as I'm worshiping and that song is playing, it reminds me that even when I don't feel it. So it reminds me to walk by faith and not by feelings and not by emotions. It reminds me to stay connected to God because God is always working. Stay faithful to God, keep trusting God because God is always working. Even when we don't feel it, he's working. While we're resting, he's working. While we're sleeping, he's working. Last night when you and I were sleeping, God was working on our behalf. That is so powerful. That is so refreshing and that is so comforting to know that we serve a God that doesn't sleep and doesn't slumber. Uh, add it to your worship or meditation uh, playlist. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful reminder. And then allow it to play and remind you every day, every day, we need to be reminded that God never stops working even when we don't feel it. So I want to quickly go over some announcements. Um, just want to say thank you to all the members that showed up for uh, last Sunday, 5 p.m. We had our Sunday fun day and it was a lot of fun. Uh, so really thankful and a great time of fellowship. And and um, just want to thank the team and the committee that put it all together, had us engaged in playing games like, uh, you know, just Bible Jeopardy and different things like that. Just so much fun. So we're going to do it again next quarter. We will let you know. But I just want to say thank you all for participating and being a part. And then those that worked extremely hard to put it all together uh, behind the scenes so we could have a very uh, enjoyable food, fun and fellowship Sunday fun day. So thank you. Um, want to thank you as as well for your giving. Thank you for just being so generous and being a blessing and then just um, acting according to God's word and living according to God's word. God says more blessed to give than it is to receive. God said that if you give, he'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you won't have room enough to receive. And that's just the word. So either I trust the word or I don't. I live according to the word or I don't. But I want to thank you for your giving. It has been a true blessing to the ministry and all the um, um, missions that we're and, and lives we're touching all around the world through South Bay Abundant Life Church. So thank you very much. Um, if you're on your desktop, then just push the giving icon. If you are on your phone, um, the three bars on the side and then push the giving icon. And then again, if you want to mail in a check, you mail it into South Bay Abundant Life Church or SBALC. The address is 3553 Atlantic Avenue B Suite B279, Long Beach, California, 90807. Let me say that again. 3553 Atlantic Avenue, Suite B-279, Long Beach, California, 90807. I want to encourage you as well. Uh, we just finished Second um, Samuel chapter 22, which was an incredible chapter. It took, took us three weeks to finish it, and it was just so powerful. Uh, we'll review it just a little bit uh, this Wednesday, then we'll go ahead and get into 2 Samuel 23. So please join us for Bible study. I want to thank you all because uh, there's quite a few of us that's been on the call, uh, the Zoom call for the Bible study. So thank you uh, for showing up. Thank you for participating. It has been a very powerful uh, hour of Bible study. So make a note this Wednesday, we are in 2 Samuel chapter 23. And there's those of us who's been meditating 
on 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 1 through 7, because they were that powerful. So every day for seven days we've been meditating. So make a note, 2 Samuel 22, verses 1 through 7. Just read that and just uh, meditate on just the power of God and all that God is to us and for us. Our refuge, our rock, our fortress, our, our shield, our safety, um, our escape. And God is so so much and God is so faithful. So that's been very powerful. And um, then lastly, I want to thank you all that has emailed us and given us the privilege to pray for you. And so uh, send your prayer requests, your prayer needs to life at southbayalc.com, life at southbayalc.com. Um, and just really grateful and thankful and uh, we don't say it enough, so I'm going to say it this morning. I love you, uh, South Bay Abundant Life Church family. Uh, when you're here, I would try and tell you at least once a month how much I love you and appreciate you. So I want to let you know I love you. I miss you. Uh, Zoom family, I love you. Facebook Live family, I love you. We don't say it often enough, but I do want to pause and just let you know I love you and I appreciate you. Continue to pray for the ministry. Continue to pray for me, my family, um, as I do for you and your family as well. So let's get into the word. Uh, I'm going to be all over the place when we where we stop, we stop. And then Lord willing, we'll pick it up next week. But get excited about the word. Get your physical Bible out. Get your physical Bible out. Get your notepad. Be ready to take notes. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We bless you, Lord. We ask that you would speak to us now through your word. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It illuminates the way, Lord, as we try our best to navigate through a dark, fallen, dying, dead, broken and decaying world. What's wrong with the world? It's a broken world, Lord. That's what's wrong with it. And we need the light of your word as we try our best to navigate daily through a broken, fallen world. Our foundation has to be the word of God. And we thank you that it illuminates the way. We open our hearts and minds to receive what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us this morning. Holy Spirit, speak. God, we open our hearts and minds to receive. Speak to us, Lord. We humble ourselves before you, Lord. And we reverence you, Lord. We respect your awesomeness, Lord. Speak to us now. Holy Spirit, lead. God, we don't need information. We need revelation that leads to transformation. God, touch your, your people's heart this morning. God, we need you more today that we did yesterday. So much happens from Sunday to Sunday. God, refresh us and renew us, Lord. Revive us, Lord. And then let us go out, send us out to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ with anyone you send in our pathway. Bless your people. Bless your word, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Family, if you would, open your Bibles to Psalms 119 and 93. And the way my page is set up, I have Psalms 119.93 on the same page and Psalms 119.97 on the same page. And so I'm going to read both of them and then I'm going to do some commentary and uh, try and give you the, the blueprint and the formula of how to meditate on God's word this morning and the power of meditating on God's word. You have to think about something. Think means meditate means to think deeply. And you have to think about something. You're thinking about something now. And the word says to meditate on God's word daily. And what does that mean? What does that look like? And that's what I hope to share with you this morning. We're still in the midst of our series, um, The Good Shepherd, 
singing, suicide, salvation. We're still in the salvation section. And make a note, family, start off making this note. The word of God is our foundation for salvation. Let me say it again. Why did Paul and Silas give the jailer the word? Because the word of God is the foundation for our salvation. If you, you can't be saved any other way except through the word of God. And we know the word of God is Jesus Christ because in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That's John 1, 1, John 1, 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory as the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. So the, the foundation for our salvation is the word of God, Jesus Christ being the word is just so powerful. Uh, you know, the, in, in uh, 1 John, I believe it's 5 and 7, it says there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. So when we talk about the Word, we're talking about Christ, we're talking about God, we're talking about, the, the, when we talk about the statutes of the Word, it's, the, it's your prescribed task. God has already given you a prescription for the task that you are complete, the portion, the boundaries, the appointment the limits and the set time. In other words, God has a plan and purpose for your life. And when you get into the word, then God's able to reveal the plan and purpose he has for your life. So important. That's why we meditate on the word of God. Verse 93, Psalms 119, 93 says, I will never forget your word. Make a note. I will never forget the plan um, and the purpose that you have for my life. And, and for with them, with your word, God, you have made me alive. Through God's word, we've come alive. David said, I'll never forget. As I go through my ups and downs, I'll never forget. Um, and, and the word of God makes us alive. It's what David lives for is what you and I should live for. And so I would start off with a question. What, what do you live for? Right? And we all live for something. Um, hopefully. And I, I get it. There are those out there that just exist and just go day to day with no plan and no purpose and no direction. And that's a sad, defeated lifestyle. We're praying that everyone finds their purpose in God because God already said through his word, there's a set time, a set portion, uh, a set limit and boundary. Uh, there's an appointment that we all have that God has a door that he's opening up for us. And it's at the set time. There's a purpose and plan for our life. But something has to get you up in the morning. David said God's word is what makes him alive. He looks forward to getting up each day because the word of God, he knows that God had a purpose, purpose and a plan for his life. So he gets excited and he gets up every day. What gets you up? Is it the kids? Is it is the job. Is it the business? <clears throat> Who or what gets you up in the morning? You got to think about that. Because remember, everything else fades away. As much as I, I love my kids and my wife and my job and the business and the ministry, I can't take it with me. At some point, it's going to fade away, so it's not going to last. So I can't get too excited about stuff that's eventually going to fade away. We know that the word of God, <clears throat> it never fades away. Heaven and earth will fade away, but God's word will last forever. That's why David said, I get up, I get excited about the life that comes out of God's word. Now, when we get frustrated, we look for life in other sources and then they disappoint us in relationships and, and business and money and fortune and fame and just success. We look for uh, life in those things and it, it's temporary and, and, and often it feels good, but it's just temporary and then it fades away. So David said, God, your word 
gives me life. And he said, I'll never forget it. And I don't even have to ask, but I'll ask anyway, because I know that during the course of the week, life situations and circumstances tried, you, tried to make you forget the purpose and the plan that God has for your life. I know it gets, it gets tough out there. So much happens from Sunday to Sunday. And you get hit Sunday night with, with the call or a text, and then Monday comes and you get another one. And, and by Tuesday, you've forgotten. The, you, life situations and circumstances where you forgot that God has a purpose and plan for your life. And that's why I recommend Bible study, because by Wednesday, we're, we're, we're limping to Bible study, but we get there and then when we get refreshed, make a note that the word of God, it refreshes us. Uh, it reprograms us. It renews us. It renovates us. So when we get into the word and you can be feeling down and that's why it's important to meditate as, as David's going to tell us in, in verse 97, it's important to meditate on God's word because that's when your renewal, your revival and your refreshing uh, and you're reprogramming and reconditioning because we've been bombarded with so much garbage. He says 87% of the information we get is negative. Make a note that 87% of, of the information we get is negative. No wonder why we're depressed and, and, and ready to jump off the ledge because everything that's feeding us is negative, the majority of it. And what does that leave? 13% that's positive? That's why David said, I meditate on the word daily and it's what keeps me alive because when we take our eyes off of that uh, then that's when we start getting caught up so I, I got a few little read this so I'm gonna read it so I'm saying let me give you the blueprint for uh, meditating and getting into God's word daily we talk about it all the time family but I'm, I'm not gonna stop talking about it because that's all I have to offer you is the word of God that's where our life comes from that's what we should look forward to every day so I would say read the Psalms and I'm, let's talk 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. Read the Psalms, uh, five minutes on the Psalms, five minutes on the Proverbs. Uh, the Psalms gives you the protection of God, the assurance of God. <clears throat> the Proverbs give you the wisdom of God. And so you understand that God's with you and, and God's word keeps you alive. And then you get the wisdom on how to function daily because we still have to deal with people. <laughs> and so the Proverbs tell you things like a, a word uh, fitly spoken, a word spoken at the right time is a beautiful thing. So it talks about how do you communicate with people? When do you say something? When you don't, when, should, wish, when shouldn't you say something? And the wisdom of God, ask for God's wisdom, because most of the time uh, we create situations by the, the stupid stuff we say. And the Proverbs help us with the wisdom. And it says, even a fool, when he keeps his mouth closed, is counted as wise. So just keep your mouth closed. And people will think that you're really smart, even if you're not. And if you are, it shows how smart you really are. But it's things like that that you, 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 you get into the Psalms and then you get into the Proverbs. Uh, Psalms like Psalms 18, Psalms 118, Psalms 119. Psalms 133, Psalms 145, Psalms 91, just to name a few. Even Psalms 1 is beautiful. Let me go over that again. <clears throat> Say, Pastor, where do I start? We start at Psalms 18 and then Psalms, read Psalms 118. You have to go through and pick and choose between Psalms 119 because it's a huge chapter, but it's beautiful. 
Psalms 133, Psalms 145, Psalms 146, Psalms 91, just to name a few. And you have, oh, how could I forget Psalms 23? <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack anything. Uh, how about Psalms uh, 34? I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. So those are, so those are the Psalms. And you just understand it's, it's, it's not about a feeling, but it's about God and his protection and the relationship. And then, of course, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge God in all your ways and he'll direct your paths. Proverbs 4 says with everything that you get, get wisdom. Proverbs 8 says there's out of all the things that you can desire, there's nothing to be desired like the wisdom of God. Proverbs 8 also says that the wisdom of God was around before time began. So when you tap into the wisdom of God, you're you're privileged to have secrets and wisdom that no one else has because it's been around since God's been around since the beginning of time. And so has his wisdom. So you're trying to figure stuff out on your own. Ask God for the wisdom because God's been here and done that. And he's left his wisdom for us to take advantage of. And then you get into Psalms. Uh, well, we're in Psalms 22 uh, yesterday, Psalms 22 and four. It says, by humbling yourself and respecting the awesomeness of God, the benefit of that is riches, honor and life. What's the point of having riches if you don't have the honor or the life to go with it? I mean, the wisdom of God is just so much, not to mention Proverbs 31 when it talks about the Proverbs 31 woman. So family, take 10 minutes a day, five minutes in the Psalms, five minutes in the Proverbs. It will change your life. See, we don't have to, we don't, it's deep, but it's not complicated. We don't have to complicate God. And, and so, so think about this. God created the entire universe, right? God created you and I. And if God created you and I, don't you think God is, if God is smart enough to create all of this, everything we see, the, the ocean, the trees, and if God is, 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 is intelligent enough to create all that, don't you think God is intelligent enough to connect with us? All of a sudden, God creates the whole world and then he, 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 he can't connect with people. No, it doesn't work like that. And even if you believe in intelligent design, people say, well, I don't believe in God, but I know that there is something intelligent that it had to be something intelligent that created all of this. Well, if it's intelligent to create all of this, isn't it intelligent enough to connect with you? <laughs> Are you? So God gets dumb all of a sudden and creates the whole world as beautiful as it is. Right. We breathe in oxygen. We breathe out carbon dioxide. Trees breathe in uh, carbon dioxide, breathe out oxygen so we can so we can exist together and we get it through. And, and, and gravity holds us down. Otherwise, we're all float. God can create all that. But then when it comes to connecting with people, God says, I just I just don't know how to do it. Family, think about it. Don't we got to stop listening to people who, who's never read the Bible and, and the Bible takes so much. heat. I don't know any other book that people haven't read and dislike it so much, right? Think about it. You've never read it, but you don't like it. And you want to talk bad about it. You never, uh, any other book that's out there um, always is too complicated. Are you serious? If you spend time researching and reading it, you realize it's really not that complicated. If you have folks that can understand nuclear physics and rocket science, come on now, 
It's like me going into one of those places and, and the guys who study in rocket science telling them, man, I hate that book. Why, you, have you ever read it? No, but I hate it. That doesn't make any sense. But if you can understand rocket science, you can understand the resurrection of Jesus Christ. One is complicated, one isn't. One is plain and simple. The resurrection is plain and simple. So, but you got to spend time with God. So don't get... Don't let people tell you that the word is too complicated and you can't know God. You can. There is a formula. It's the blueprint. Spend time with God daily. God didn't get dumb all of a sudden and not know how to connect with us. But we do have to eliminate the eliminate the distractions and we can connect with God every day. It's a beautiful thing. And if we pursue God like we pursue other stuff, our relationship will be a lot stronger with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So then look at um, Psalms 119.97. Oh, how I love your word, is what David says with an exclamation. David says, oh, my God, I love God's word. So here, here's the next question. What do you love? Well, do you love God's word? If you spend time with it, you will come to love it. Trust me on that. If you spend time in the Psalms and Proverbs and throughout God's, you will come to love God. You will come to love his word. You will come to see that it is true. Your, your relationship with God will get a lot stronger and you will learn to walk by faith and not by sight. But you got to learn to get into it. Look what he says. He says, I love the word of God. Right. It is my meditation all the day long. Wow. David said from start to finish, he meditates on God's word. Uh, family, you all should have scriptures, um, just scriptures that you memorize. Uh, for example, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I mean, as you're going through, you're on the job, you're getting tired of folks, they, they, they tripping. But, and you should be able to understand that God says that you got to love your enemies and bless those that uh, that use despitefully use and persecute you. And you might have to go to the bathroom, wash your face, meditate on that scripture, and then go back and show love to your ungodly coworkers because that's what the word says. <laughs> uh, you might have to go to the bathroom, wash your face, um, meditate on I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me so I can get through this day and I'm going to be all right. You should have scriptures that you meditate on. That's why David said, I love your word, Lord. It's my meditation all day long so I don't get my mind caught up in stuff that it shouldn't be thinking about. It's, it's, it's important in the meditation. Uh, to meditate in the, in the Hebrew here, it means to reflect. It means devotion and it means prayer. So what is David saying? When he gets into a tough situation, he has to either end the situation or get out of the situation and go pray and go reflect on God's word. What does the word of God say? Because family, if we walk by emotions and feelings, we are in trouble every day. It's not going to help us. We do have to submit and surrender to the will of God. And, and, and we have to stop getting upset with people. I don't know. I think I've said it every week for the last three weeks. I don't know who that's for, but you're upset with somebody. You're upset with people. And, and, and God is saying, if you spend more time in my word and living my word, you will be less concerned with people and more concerned with the priority of God's word and the purpose and the task and the, and the boundaries and the set time and the appointment that God has for your life. You're spending time with people and you're missing out what God has for your life. 
And we have to mature to another level. We cannot be upset with people. They will distract us all day long. And then I miss what God has for me because I'm wasting time with people who really don't care about me and don't have my best interests at heart. Why am I wasting time on that? Why am I being upset with people? Where God says, forgive them. Well, pastor, you don't know what they did to me. Well, I don't have to know. I know what God has done for you. And I know what they did to Christ. And he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then those same folks, Christ sent the Holy Spirit and they got saved through Peter and Paul and the other disciples. That's how much God loved them. They said, I love you so much. I'm going to even forgive you. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to come to paradise with me. You're allowing people to hold you back because you refuse to submit to the word of God. So make a note. If you didn't the other two weeks, make a note. Your problem isn't with people. Your problem's with God. Because you don't want to surrender. You don't want to give God everything. So you hold on to the little things. And those are the little things that the people come and get under your skin that you still hold it on to. Because if you submitted it to God, then you don't even worry about it because it's not even yours anymore. You just got to make a note. We, you got to be born again. It's part of the born again. Because in the end, we win. That's why I'm not too concerned with people. That set time, that set appointment that God has for me, nobody can stop that when I'm connected to God. And whatever that is, that could be tomorrow, it could be this week. But if I keep wasting time with stuff that has nothing to do with my purpose, then I will miss out. I think I shared before, that's my biggest fear that God said, I had so much more for you, but you just, you, you just wouldn't surrender. And, you, and, you, and I couldn't give it to you because you wouldn't have done anything with it anyway. Why would God give it to you if you're not going to do anything with it? Why would God give it to you um, if you're not going to be obedient? And then we waste time being upset with people as if people are the problem, but it's not our problems with God because we won't surrender 100%. And so that's why David said, I love the word of God and I meditated on it each and every day. All right, so let's, let's get deeper with the meditation. Go ahead and uh, push the share button, Facebook family. Let's go deep but not complicated. Please turn with me to Philippians 4. I want to go to Philippians 4, 8, but I have to start with Philippians 4 and 6. Now we're going to talk about meditation. Why it's so important to meditate on God's word. So Philippians 4 and 8 is where I want to go because Paul tells us how to think. Paul tells us what to think about. God even has that covered, how to think and what to think. When we find our mind wandering, God says, reel it in, pull it in. Paul says, think on these things. And you say, Pastor, I'm not, I don't need to be brainwashed. I don't need anybody to tell me how to think. Well, I, I beg to differ. Uh, and, and, and if if you grew up, not if you, wherever you grew up at, there's so much garbage out there. 87% of the stuff we hear is negative, which I've stated before. And if you don't understand that you need to get your mind reprogrammed and get your brain washed out of all the garbage, just think about the stuff you looked at yesterday. Just think about the stuff you thought about yesterday. Brainwashed. Amen. Let the Bible wash your brain because it's needed and it needs to be washed every day. Just like you take a shower every day. Amen. You need to have your brain washed every day. Washed with the word and cleansed. 
was going to start at Philippians 4.8, but I have to start at Philippians 4.6. Paul is telling the Philippians, he says, um, be careful, make a note, underline that word careful. It says, uh, be anxious. Uh, um, he's saying not to be anxious or troubled or worried about anything. <laughs> we can go home now. The word is telling us stop being anxious. The anxiety, the depression, the, the trouble, we're, we're stressed out about stuff. Look what Paul says. He says, don't be anxious, worried, or troubled about anything. But in everything, pray and ask God with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. So let me read that again. Let me paraphrase for it. So it's, 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 it's deep, but it's not complicated. Paul is saying, stop being anxious and troubled about stuff. But everything, and everything means all things, by prayer and supplication. Prayer means that you praise and you worship God and you pray to God. And you bless God. That's when you pray. But then supplication, that's when you make a request. That's when you ask God for something. Sometimes you go to God and you say, God, I just want to thank you. I love you. I, I bless you. I lift you up. You're the great I am. You're the alpha, the omega. You're the beginning and the end. You're the first and the last. You are God and there's nothing too hard for you. I just want to praise and worship you. That's prayer. But then supplication. Sometimes you just pray to God. You don't have to ask for anything. But then supplication comes where you say, God, you know, I, I really need some help right now. I'm struggling. Uh, the kids are doing this. The, the marriage is like this. Uh, the job is like this. The church is like that. And so that's where supplication. So Paul said, don't worry about stop worrying about stuff. Bless God. Recognize who God is. And then ask God everything that you're dealing with. Ask God for the answer. Make a request to God. Look what he says. And he says, do it with thanksgiving. So you shouldn't be bitter. You shouldn't be going there and, you, and complaining to God. No, with thanksgiving. God knows what he's doing. David said it was good that I was humiliated and disciplined and, and, and dealt with. So then I could learn how to draw closer to God. So God's taking you through so you can get closer to him. So he said, you got to do it with Thanksgiving. I know it's, it's not an easy word. And look, hey, we're dealing, we're in the midst of COVID. We're in the midst of all kinds of stuff right now. That's why it's important to learn how to meditate on God's word. We're in the midst of layoffs and shutdowns and, and those that are in the midst of success and everything. You can't get caught up even in that. He said, don't even be anxious for that. Don't be worried about that. Don't be troubled about that. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Go to God and stop worrying. Verse 7, it says, and the peace of God, which is beyond all of our understanding, is going to guard your heart and your mind uh, through Christ Jesus. Make a note, the mind is, is guarding our heart, which is our appetites and our feelings and our courage. Uh, that's the peace of God. It, 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 keeps, it, it keeps our heart peaceful. Uh, it, it keeps it calm. And then, and then the mind, the mind being, it guards your intellect, your disposition, and your thoughts. So the peace of God has to guard your mind because your, it, your intellect will try and tell you things that the Word of God hasn't told you. <laughs> 
So the peace of God has to tell your mind, calm down, be quiet. We're not doing that. We're not going there. But you have to go to God with thanksgiving, with prayer and request, and then allow the peace of God, which is beyond understanding. You're not going to understand it. You're not supposed to understand. It. It's going to guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus, not in and of yourself. And then we get to the scripture where Paul is telling us how to think. He said, in addition to that, now let me tell you what to think about. Family, make a note of this and listen how powerful this is. And then Paul says in verse eight, finally, brethren, he's saying whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are of a, whatsoever uh, things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, meditate on these things. Paul said, these are things you need to think about. Let me say it again. Things that are true, honest, just, pure, lovely. Whatever, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, there be any praise, meditate on these things. Those are things we're supposed to meditate on. True, meaning the truth, honest, honorable. Things that are just, which are equitable, which are right. Pure means clean and modest and chaste. Lovely means acceptable and pleasing. A good report, something that's well spoken. Virtue means excellence. And then praise, something that's commendable. He said, those are the things I need. When you find your mind wandering, pull it back and start thinking about something that's right. Something that's honorable. Uh, something that's, that's true. Notice he didn't say... Um, Facts. He didn't say think, meditate on facts. He said meditate on truth because there's a difference between the, the facts of life and the truth of God's word. <laughs> uh, and I'm not talking about the TV show. Anybody under 40 probably don't remember the facts of life. Somebody say amen. But Paul is saying there's a difference between the facts of life and the truth of God's word. Well, pastor, what do you mean? Let's let's break it down. Let's make it plain. The fact could be that I'm having financial difficulty, but the truth is God is a provider. The fact is I could be suffering from COVID or cancer, but the truth of God's word is, is that God is a healer. The fact is I could be having relationship issues, but the truth is I can do and forgive because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The, the fact is the world could look like it's, it's a big mess, but the truth is that God is in control. There's a difference between facts. That's why I said think, of the, think on the truth of God's word, not the facts of your condition. Think on the truth of God's word. Don't get caught up. And what it looks like we walk by faith and we walk by the truth. And that's what we meditate on. That's what we spend time. When we find our life wandering, our mind wandering. What could happen? What if I got to worry? I got to be anxious. Then he said, focus in, get your mind, reel it in and go to Philippians 4, 8. And think about what's true and honest. We have to family and see here, here it is. When you break those words down and, and, and you just make it plain, there's no good report with you cussing someone out. Uh, there's nothing lovely about you abusing somebody. 
There's nothing, there's no just or justice with you being a racist or a bigot. There's nothing just about that. There's nothing pure about your pride and your arrogance and your ego. There's no virtue in violence. There's no praise in oppressing and oppressing others. There's nothing true and honest about being a liar or a thief or a criminal. And so here's the problem. This is what Paul is saying, that we're doing things that we shouldn't even be thinking about. <laughs> Let me say it again. It's deep, but it's not complicated. We're doing stuff that we shouldn't even be thinking about because our mind needs to be renewed by the word of God. And then we meditate on the word of God and the truth of word, the word of God and not operating on the facts of our emotions and our own intellect and doing stuff that the word of God tells us you shouldn't even be thinking about that. And when you find your mind wandering, then you pull it in with the scriptures. That's why David said, oh, how I love your word. It is my life because when I find my, my mind wandering, I pull it into the truth of God's word and I meditate on God's word. And then here's the payoff. Then I'm reminded, despite all this happening, that God has a, 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 set, a set time and appointment, a prescribed task, limit, and boundary for me so he can put me right in the place that he wants me to be. And see, that's why David said, I, I'm not going to forget your, your, your word. I'm not going to forget that you have a purpose and plan for my life because the world would beat us up and then we forget that. And then we're thinking about stuff and doing stuff we shouldn't even thought about in the first place. And we're so far drifted out that we forget about the word of God and the purpose and plan that God has for our life. David said, I love the word of God. It's my meditation. That's why I meditate on it. Family, that's why I'm telling you to meditate daily. You have to start your, your day off meditating on God's word because other than that, your mind's going to be drifting out into something you shouldn't even be thinking about. And when it does, you have to know how to reel it in through the scriptures. When I, when I find myself thinking about something or worrying about something, I have to ask myself, is that true? Is that, is that, is that honest? Is that pure? Uh, is that lovely? Can I give, them, give somebody a good report? Is there any virtue? Is there any excellence of that? Is there any, any praise? Can it be commendable? If not, then I resist and rebuke that thought in the name of Jesus. And I start really my mind in and what you practice, you get better at. And look, family, it just is just as important as physical exercise is. This is mental exercise. And, and, and don't don't take it for granted. You have to exercise your mind. But this is a two for one, because when you meditate on God's word, you get the two for one deal. You, you, you're exercising mentally and spiritually. And that's just and we got exercise mentally and spiritually every day. Family, you got to exercise your mind, meditating and, re and, and meditating and memorizing scripture. Let me say it again. Meditating on and memorizing scripture exercises the mind and the spirit. It's a two for one deal. Just like you exercise every day, you should. You should be taking a walk. If nothing else, you should be taking a walk just to keep your heart, heart moving, the blood pumping and your mind uh, renewed and taking in the endorphins and everything. We, it's no secret. Uh, it's, it's scientific. Exercise helps you to feel better about everything. And just as much as we should be exercising our physical being every day, because we are uh, mind, body and spirit. Amen. You can't forget the other two. And with the word of God, you get the two for one deal when you're meditating 
and memorizing scripture, you're exercising your mind and your spirit because the word is giving you life and building you up. You get the two for one deal. So here's, here's the recommendation. While you're taking your walk, while you're even exercising your body, um, you're on the weights or you're riding your bike or whatever you're doing, meditate on scripture. And then that way, memorize scripture, you get the three for one deal. So when you exercise, and so some of y'all got to get up, you got to start exercising again. You got to start walking. I don't care walking from room to room, but you got to make it purposeful. Get the three for one deal, mind, body, and spirit. Every time I'm exercising, I'm, I'm, I'm meditating on a scripture. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be reminded of the truth of God's word. So I get the three for one. And I recommend it, and I'm telling you, what you practice, you get good at. So you practice meditating on the word. You practice memorizing scripture. You practice taking a walk every day. You practice riding your bike every day. And you get the three for one deal with God. And it renews you. Turn to Romans 12, 1 and 2 as we wrap this up. So make a note, when we meditate on God's word, let's go with the five R's, right? Meditating on God's word, family, this is what we need every day. We need refreshing, we need reprogramming, reconditioning, renovating, and renewing. Those are the five R's that you get when you meditate on God's word. Family, make a note, you have to. Y you have to get into the word, you have to meditate. Uh, the old folks used to say it, you gotta get your mind right. <laughs> uh, that's what the, hey amen, that's what the old folks used to say. How, how do you get your mind right? Because you, you gotta get into the word of God because everything else is, <clears throat> is taking away from your mind where the word of God is pouring into your mind and your spirit. Let's say Romans 12, one and two. Look at Paul, here's Paul again. So let's, let's bring this all the way home. This is why Paul and Silas gave the, the jailer the word, which led to the salvation. The word of God is the foundation for our salvation. So here's Paul now talking to the Romans. Verse uh, Romans 12, 1, he says, I'm begging you. And, and, and family, in, in 2020, August 23rd, 20, I'm begging you to get into the word of God. I'm I have nothing else to offer you but the word of God. I beg you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is the least you could do. Paul is saying, I'm begging you to live right. But you can't, if you don't get your mind right, you can't live right. Let me say it again. Make a note. This is the revelation of the day. If you don't get your mind right, you're not going to be able to live right. Because the battle starts in the, in the mind. Remember, your mind then tells your heart what to do. And if your mind's not right, it's going to tell your heart to do. And, you, and the heart already is deceitful and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So if the mind tells it to do it, it'll do it. That's why you got to get your mind right. You got to get your mind renewed by the word of God. 
and then we will look at the news or hear about something in the news. How could they do that? Because their mind's not right. Their mind's not dialed into God. And then the mind tells the heart what to do. And because the mind and the heart aren't connected to God, they do it because they're capable of doing anything without the power of God leading your life. It's hard enough when God is leading your life to keep your mind right. We don't have a chance outside of it. So he's begging us to live right. And then he shows us how. Verse 2, he says, and don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You've got to get your mind renovated. And that's through the word of God. And that's through meditating. That's why Paul told him in Philippians, meditate, think about these things. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, that you may show. Once your mind is renewed, you're into the word of God, then you will know what is good and the acceptable and the complete will of God for your life. You don't know what God has for your life if your mind's not renewed, if you're not getting into the word, if you're not meditating on the word. And then that's how we get caught up. And as David said, I will, I will not forget, but we do forget when we're not into the word, we're not meditating on God's word. Then we forget the purpose, the prescribed task, the prescribed purpose, the prescribed plan, the limits, the boundaries, the appointment, and the set time that God has for our life. And then we live a defeated lifestyle because we don't meditate on the word. We don't get into the word. We don't memorize scripture. And 87% of the stuff we take in is negative. And we try and figure out, why am I feeling this way? Why do I want to give up on life? Because we haven't spent enough time or any time. And this is daily exercise, family. This is daily exercise, family. Let me read verse 2 again. And don't be conformed to this world. Okay? Saying, don't get caught up. There's a lot going on right now, family. A lot coming up. We're, all, we're a little over halfway through the year and we've never seen a year like this before. And, and God only knows what's ahead of us. But he's saying, don't you get caught up. Don't you start getting conformed to this world. Thinking that your, your hope and your salvation is coming through an, an election of, of, uh, of fallen people uh, uh, of, of, that are part of the systemic sin. Uh, will say anything to get a vote. Uh, don't you dare think that your salvation is coming through an election or a political party or anything like that. Our foundation for salvation comes through the word of God. We're led by the Holy Spirit. We serve a king, a risen savior. And that's why we get in this word every day. Otherwise, we will live a defeated lifestyle. And that's why it's so important. <laughs> That's why they gave him the word. That's all I can give you is the word. Get into the word, the blueprint, and practice it. Meditating daily. Keeping your mind and your heart guarded through the peace of God. Being thankful. Stop worrying about stuff. And in everything, give thanks. Watch the peace of God guard your heart and your minds through Christ Jesus. And then think on the things that are true and honest and just and pure 
lovely, of a good report, virtuous and praiseworthy. Paul says those things that you've learned and heard and seen and received of me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. The peace of God comes through our praying and our mindset with God, but the God of peace comes through our obedience to God. You have the peace of God through obedience. So family, I told you we'll be all over the place and when we stop, we stop. And, and, and so we had Psalms 103 that we were going to go to next, but it is 10 o'clock. And so we will get into Psalms 103. We'll pick it up there next week. Let's go on and pray. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We bless you, Lord. Here you are this morning telling you people you need to exercise your mind and your spirit daily just like we exercise our physical body. The three for one deal. Mind, body, and spirit. Think on the things that are true and honest and just and pure and lovely. Forgive us, Lord, for letting our mind just wander way out and not reeling it back in. Forgive us, Lord, for looking at stuff and thinking about stuff and seeing stuff and talking about stuff that we shouldn't even be thinking about. God, let us discipline our mind, discipline our spirit, discipline our bodies so we can arrive at that prescribed task and place and limits and boundaries and appointment and set time, the purpose that you have for our life. God, we desire to live a victorious life in Christ and not a defeated life in Christ. So, Lord, we need your help. We ask for forgiveness, God. We know that all have fallen short of the glory of God. We know that that includes us. But we thank you for a second chance, Lord, to get it together again, to get back up. Start putting things in place and practice just like we do in the natural. Let us do it in the spirit. Memorizing scripture, meditating on scripture, being thankful, being grateful, letting the peace of God rule our heart. So we ask you, Lord, because your word says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And we don't have to be afraid because the word says you've not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love and a sound mind. So, Lord, we can stand on your word. Your word said if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness living right, then everything that we are looking for will be added unto us. God, let us remember the power of your word as we navigate daily when Tuesday and Wednesday where the world's circumstances are trying to make us forget the purpose and the plan that you have for our life. When we're ready to throw in the towel in a couple of days, let us remember the power of your word. And we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So we love you, Lord. We bless you and we thank you. We're praying for revelation that leads to transformation. Let it be something different about us this week because of because of our encounter with your word today. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Maybe you're here and you're watching, you're saying, Pastor, I, if the foundation of salvation is the word of God, then I've never, never asked Christ into my heart. I don't even know if I'm saved. Uh, I guess the first step in getting my mind right is getting saved and getting my heart right or rededicating my heart and life to Jesus Christ. Simple. We don't have to overcomplicate this. The word says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word says, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. It's all about connecting to God. Hear me again. God is, 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 is omniscient, which means God is all-knowing. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful, omnipresent, which means he's everywhere all at the same time. <clears throat> and God is so powerful and so present and so wise that he created you and God knows how to connect with you. God says, seek and you shall find, ask and you shall receive, knock and the door shall be made open unto you. So if God created you, God can connect with you. And the word of God says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's God's first connection with you. Now you can connect or you can reject, but that's on you. That's not on God. So how do I call on the name of the Lord? Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. I thank you for resurrecting that third day. Thank you for forgiving me for my sins. Right now, Lord Jesus, I invite you into my heart and my life. Take over my life and show me what you created me to be. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can live for you. I love you, Lord, and I thank you for saving me. Send people in my life that would teach me about Jesus Christ. Lead me to a church that's teaching the word so I can grow in my relationship with Jesus Christ. Surround me with godly people who are not only talking about it, but they're living it. They can coach and mentor me on how to live. And I thank you for all of this, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So family, it has been a joy to fellowship and eat of the word of God this morning. I look forward to uh, Wednesday night um, Bible study. We get a chance to do it again. Please show up and we just get a chance to interact and share the word. It's been so powerful. It's great interacting with you, going through the scriptures, fellowshipping. Um, so that's Wednesday night, 6.30, 7.30. All our Zoom coordinates and everything are on the website, southbayalc.com. Go there, you'll see the Wednesday night coordinates and the password and for um, Sunday morning coordinates and password. So I look forward to seeing you Wednesday. If you have a prayer request, prayer need, please email us at life at southbayalc.com. Life at southbayalc.com. And then I want to thank you again for your giving. And uh, it's just been a blessing. It allows us to just get the word out, preach the gospel, spread the gospel. <clears throat> unapologetically, uh, we work for God. Uh, 
And our desire is to hear these words, well done, thou good and faithful servants. Servant, servants as a whole, as we um, labor together to share the good news of the gospel. And the world seems to be falling apart daily. The, wor the world needs the word more today than ever. Family, the only thing I have to offer you is this word. Don't get caught up in opinions and arguments with folks. Don't get into politics and all that. Give them the word of God. All that other stuff fades away. You're arguing about politics. Remember, the Roman Empire faded away. The Egyptian Empire faded away. All those great empires faded away. One day, America's going to fade away. It's not going to even matter. But what is going to matter is your soul is going to matter. And that's the part of you that does not dissolve upon death. Give them the word. Stay away from the other foolishness. Don't get into arguments. Just keep your mouth closed and be counted wise, as the proverb says. So as I started off, I love you. And as I end, I love you. I appreciate you. Um, continue to pray. We're fasting and praying every Sunday. And we take our first meal after service. Enjoy your meal after service. Um, get into the word every day. Remember, five minutes, Psalms, five minutes, Proverbs. Find you a nice 10, 11 minute worship song. Let it play softly in the background. Let it minister to your heart. Seven days a week, watch God transform your life. And then those of you who are, have a little more time, we're taking the challenge and we're reading 2 Samuel 22, 1 through 7. We're reading that. Um, we'll finish that um, this Thursday morning coming up. Let the word of God renovate your, your mind and your life. Um, we talk about being in the midst of the storm. The storm is here, family. Get into the word. The storm is here. I'm going and close. Remember, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Lord, we thank you that you've come to give us life and that more abundantly. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Enjoy the remainder of your Sunday. Be blessed. Meditate on God's, God's word all day. When you find your mind wandering, pull it in with a scripture. Pull it in with the word of God. And thank God for the word. Now we know what to think about. All right. Love you, family. And I'll see you next week.